Kia ora te whanau, welcome back to the podcast. This week we're going to be looking at Ngā Whariwana Ngā Tawhito o Tainui or the principal houses of learning that the Tainui people originally established. But I think you hear it too. Keep it real, keep it true, keep it cultured. Showing the flex and the flex, now we own it. Keep it real, keep it true, keep it cultured. Showing the flex and the flex, now we own it. Yes, it is the second episode of the Rangahou podcast series where we follow my uh, research into my master's kaupapa. So today we're going to be looking at Ngā Whariwana, Ngā Tawhito o Tainui and this has been, uh, all of this stuff has been sourced out of the book King Portato by Peter Hurunui Jones. Uh, I'm going to try and keep this as brief as possible so let's get into it. There were four uh, original houses of learning that Tainui set up four main whariwānanga when they first arrived in Aotearoa. The first one being uh, Tāmaki, which was set up in the Manukau Harbour sort of area. Obviously, or may- maybe obviously, I believe this is when they were still travelling uh, to from the east coast to the west coast. So they landed on the east coast, Whangaparawa, Tainui Tiaroa, and then they travelled up into the Manukau Harbour the little shortcut through there then came down into Kafia. So once they reached Kafia, uh, another one was set up by Hotudo himself and he was the high priest and this was called Ahure. So this altar was said to be placed just above where the waka is resting now or where the waka is said to be buried uh, out at Kafia. The third one set up by the Tainui people was Te Papa Orotu and this was originally established at Waikarikia but it was later moved inland and set up on the western bank of the Waipa River uh, at Fatafata. So a cool thing about this Wānang is that this is the one that Pototo Te Whirofiro actually was sent to to learn and his father Te Rauanganga, which we talked about in the last episode was actually the high priest there so that's a little fun fact the fourth uh, school established was Kahurewa and this was established on the south banks of the Moko River near Pio Pio so these uh, four Whariwananga that I've mentioned already were the base schools of learning for the Tainui people for many generations uh, from when they arrived in Aotearoa obviously these people from Tainui, pretty smart. They'd been uh, going to these Farewana for a long time and they thought, yeah, let's make some more. So another four that they created, uh, many generations after those last ones. The first one was Rangiatia. Rangiatia. And it was uh, <laughs> established on the western side of Rangitoto. Uh, the second one was Hurakia, and that was on the western watershed. Uh, near the tribal boundary of Taupo or near uh, Ngāti Tūwharetua. The third one being Miringate Kākara at the headwaters of the Waipa River near the foot of Puriora. Uh, and the last one uh, out of these four is called Whenua Tupu and is at the junction of Ongarue and the Waimiha River. We're going to quickly uh, look at the time difference between the first four Farewananga that were created when they first came to Aotearoa to these uh, last four that I've mentioned. So the first four, Hoturua was alive, this is when they came from Hawaii all the way to Aotearoa, that's when those Farewananga were established. And if we look at the last four, uh, most importantly Rangiatia, that was established by Tafal. Uh, when his son settled there after he had brought Mahinarangi and his infant son Raukawa to the new home. 
So these 441 I'm gonna, that I've just previously mentioned were only built around when Rokawa was born. So if we follow Whakapapa from Tainui, Hotiroa, Hotiope, Hotiafia, Hotimatapu Motau, where Rakamaama, Okakati, Tafao, Turongo, Rokawa. So 11 generations difference between when those first four Whareuananga are built to these ones. And that's just to give a good gauge on in terms of the time frames and the different generations that went to these different Whareuananga from the first ones I mentioned to the last four. Yeah. So Fano, now we're going to dive into uh, what they actually taught at these Whareuananga and what the curriculum look like in terms of order. So firstly, the book sort of states there was a wide variety of absorbing fields of study and uh, subjects range from the world's creator, Io, uh, down through the cosmic creation of the world we live in today into the mythical ancestors and Whakapapa. It highlights Whakapapa in there as being one of the strongest links. So this right now is going to be the curriculum that was taught and in the order that it was taught. So firstly, they'll dive into the tribal genealogies and history, which I found quite interesting as the first thing they taught at these Whareuananga Tawhito was Whakapapa. And just goes to show, I think, that um, learning Whakapapa should be at the top of your list. Um, or maybe te reo before Whakapapa, so you can understand the Whakapapa, because back then everyone would, everyone would speak te reo. There was no English. So yeah, very interesting. The first thing they learned, Whakapapa. Second, they'd look into hero stories of our ancestors. So looking at um, Purako, Purako and stories around our ancestors and how we were created. The third thing they would look at was the intertribal wars. So wars in between uh, all the different iwi uh, may highlight what we talked about last uh, last episode, Hingakaka. And so that was number three. Number four, uh, the intertribal relationships. So I think that it's highlighted, they will talk about stuff like um, Turungo, Mahinarangi, those sort of relationships that they've had in terms of connecting whakapapa. So number five, they'd look at the coming of Aote, of Māori to Aotearoa. So the hekinga from Hawaii all the way to Aotearoa, that would be the fifth thing they look at. Number six uh, would be the account of origin and the evolution of man, which I found quite interesting. Um, the only thing I can relate it to, to a contem- contemporary world, would be like Rangi and Papa, I guess, the account and the origin coming from... Uh, all of their, their children and how the world has come to be today, which I think closely links in with the hero stories of our ancestors, but maybe those hero stories weren't atua. Or, oh, you know, um, in the atua realm, they were uh, just tangata. So seven uh, was the creation of the world of stars, which is quite interesting. Uh, Marumataka, or Ngāwhetu, all of that buzz. And probably talked about honey and puna. If you've read the book, Hitoki Mareikura, talks about honey and puna, these beings that existed uh, before time even existed. And yeah, also honey and puna, the, the rocks that uh, show the start and the end of where the Tainui Waka is buried out in Kafia. So very interesting corridor around there. Everyone from Tainui normally knows the names Honey and Puna, but not too sure where they come from. So if you read the book, Hitohi Mareikura from Page Hurunui Jones again. Very interesting. So that was number seven. Number eight, the stages of Tekoro of Tekoro. The stages of Tekore. So these are the stages 
uh, of the different darkness is what I guess uh, translated to. And in the book, Hetuhi Marekura, this is fleshed out a lot more as well. Gives a whakapapa from Tikore, all of the different realms of Tikore, I would say, and then through the eel, the different eel, and then coming to all the way to Hoturoa. So if you're the whakapapa master, you'd be able to memorize all the way from Tikore when there was nothing, all the way down to you, if you follow that whakapapa within Hetuhimareikura. Um, so I think, yes, that, that's what it's given here, the curriculum from and how and the order that it was taught in. And I think it's really a, really cool to see whakapapa at the top and then how in today's world people still value whakapapa or whakapapa is very valuable. So it's good to know where you're from, uh, who the people are before you, and I guess the people below you uh yes that was a bit on what they did and what order it was taught in so that uh pretty much brings us to the end of this episode whānau i hope i didn't ramble on too much and i hope you took uh some value out of this so just to highlight what we've covered we covered the first four whare wānanga that we created when hōturua and tainui first came to aotearoa and then we looked at 10 generations later for more whare wānanga that we set up and those names uh might be quite uh, memorable to you or you might have already known those names but not necessarily where they were and then we do- dove into what was actually taught there in terms of information and what uh, order they were taught in in terms of curriculum so I hope you got something out of it uh, thanks for everyone who actually listened and got this far I uh, really appreciate it and thanks for following my rangaho journey through my masters uh, yeah just a big mihi to all you guys choo 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 Hey, Kyoto Fano, if you've made it this far, you've made it to somewhere. I don't really know, actually. This is just a little extra part that I like doing. Um, and some cool information that I found in the book is that when. Um, who was it? It wasn't? No, it was Tafio. When Tafio was going through the Fariwananga law, actually, his priestly mentor was from Ngati Mahanga. He, he was taught at Te Paparotu school as well. And his name was Tuhaitia. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Tafio's uh, mentor, priestly mentor. Mentor was named Tuhaitia. Hope you guys are having a good day. Level 3 hasn't got you two down. Um, and I'll catch you at the next one, whenever that is. Cheer, Fado. Have a great, mean as year, actually. Have a mean year. Now I'm rambling. This is how much I can rambling. Okay, bye bye. See you later, partners.